Okay, testing, testing. Yours are working? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, amazing. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the season finale of Boots and Heels. I am to, well, it's MJ today, your only host, Ashley. Um, but yeah, I've got an amazing person with me today. I've got Esther. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing? I'm doing fine. How is everything? How's, how's life? How's you ready for the Christmas holidays? You know, is I caught a cold recently. No. Yeah, my whole family got in. This what happened last year. So last year I caught COVID. Eh. But I don't have it today. I don't have it today. But it's like after my birthday, mm. I'm sick the next day. Then the day after, it's a bit, mm, and the day. Yeah. But did you have clothes on on your birthday though? Oh yeah. Did indoors, you have clothes on? Stayed, in, stayed indoors. <laughs> fair enough. To be fair, myself, I'm actually suffering. Well, not suffering, <laughs> but I'm like getting better from my cold. And again, like every, it's, it's, I don't know what's in the air. Mm. So I'm sat in the air because everyone's got a cold. So, so yeah, so yeah. So tell the listeners about yourself. So, um, my name's Estofe Elias. <laughs> Most people call you Ofe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an under eight grassroots manager and mm-hmm. under 16 assistant coach at mm-hmm. Onside Academy mm. and founder and director of EOE Foundation. Nice. Um, started that up recently in October. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> How did you get into coaching? So it started in 2021, mm. so last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an operation, which made so I was in a wheelchair for a bit and crutches for about eight months in total. Recovery. No, minus recovery. What happened? If you mind me asking. Um, so <laughs> crazy story. So when I was younger, mm. um, my child might have broke my leg somehow. Um, I don't actually know the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. When I was younger, I just wanted to walk for a hot sec, went to hospital well mm. like first hospital they said everything was fine it was the second hospital a couple months later because i sent three and i still couldn't walk oh. so they said it'd been broken for quite a while oh no so because it'd been broken but continued growing it was used to growing in a certain direction so as i grew older it was like in a k direction mm. um so then yeah i had yearly checkups and then last year because they had to wait for my legs to be fully grown to actually do the operation to straighten it out mm. so yeah last year they did no way wait so did you play football before yeah no like well yeah sorry talk me through that so it was like i was used to it Mm. because it weren't like a mad like deformity it was like Mm. it was i think it was like you could tell yeah but i was used to it because i'd just grown with it right but um so i was meant to get it done in 2020 but that's when covid hit so i self-isolated for two weeks and then um they just, the hospital didn't get back to me. I was like, fair enough, COVID, mm. but it's a bit like, I'd mentally prepared. I'm not going to play for, for this season. I'm going to miss out. Mm. But I'm going to bounce out next season. So I think the uncertainty of Santa has really messed me up because it was a bit mm. like, well, I haven't gone, I haven't trained, I haven't done this, I haven't done that because I genuinely thought I weren't going to play. Yeah. Um, so in 2022, when I did get the operation, I think mentally I was so much more prepared. Mm-hmm. And um, I think coaching is something I wanted to do from the get. Because I feel, even though I did like playing and I love the feel of, being in the team mm-hmm. i think i've always just wanted that helping role mm-hmm. like rather than actually doing it because i'll be honest like doing suicide <laughs> was not for me bleep <laughs> test was not for me <laughs> running too much not for me and that's no. what went a hole but yeah i expect center back so it weren't too much running but i like the physicality of it yeah so that was oh. nice there did you so i'm assuming you paid for your school team no my school never had one so in primary school year six that's where it all started off um and we used to have like thursday tournaments okay and um a guy from a local grassroots team, Junior Reds, came down and um, he was just giving out flyers to come to the Saturday League. Mm. I mean, 
it's like that some train of trend legs. Mm. <laughs> can't speak. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, I think, yeah, that's where it mainly started for me. And then my secondary, we never actually had a team as in that played against other schools. No but way. But we had like training. Wait, from, what? Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is now, um, so I coach at my school now and now they play the games and that. So it's good to see like the progression. That's mad. But yeah, we never, yeah. Because I went to a girl's school, so I went it. So Wait, hold on. I went to a girl's school and, yeah, I, football football and I had a football team. Well, we're netball. We're netball. Netball and athletics, my school. That's that's bit. We had netball team. We had all sports. Mm. No, do you feel like it was like um, cause like the pri is it was it a school that like, was in a deprived area? Yeah. What? Are you still have <laughs> no? The budget isn't budgeted correctly because what's that? But um, we yeah. had the Saturday. We had the trainers on the Tuesday night and from the same grassroots team, so junior reds. Right. And um, that coach that came down, Clive. Um, he's literally a big person who I am today um, because then I used to train for his so it started off with um, I can't remember that guy's name the first yeah. guy but um, it's the same club yeah and then I stopped playing for a little bit just because I financially wasn't making sense and I didn't really have time for it mm. and then um, I started training with Clive's team so Clive's girls were two years older okay um, so I think even in football I think I'm more used to and like know of the older girls that play football because I used to kick ball with them so yeah um yeah, kickball Clive's girls for like quite a few years, and then he made a younger team. So I went down to the younger team, but still year up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the season after, that's when I pl- I think I played the under sixteen like twice now. <laughs> it, was, it was like three <laughs> times now. I've always been under sixteen. <laughs> I understand. Like, I understand. It's just so weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, kickball Clive's girl, and then I left to go junior reds, and then this is the summer of COVID, and where I thought I was going to kickball, so I missed out all the like academy trials and all that. Um, and then there was Lucian Project, which was um, I don't know what's called them. Like they played Saturday League. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was like, you know what, might as well try. If I have the operation, I have the operation. If I don't, I don't. Like, yeah. let's see how it goes. Went Lucian Project, and yeah, Lucian Project was a game changer for me. Mm. I think I met, I met, basically, I made a family. Oh. As in, I genuinely fell in love with football mm. at Lucian Project. Cause I feel like that was the first time I ever had a black coach, and. That made such a big difference. Mm-hmm. Just because I think representation does matter as in gender and racial representation. I had black female coaches as well, which was great. Um, and even the girls I was with, I felt so much more comfortable. Not to say I weren't too comfortable at junior reds, but right. um, it was like they were more like me mm-hmm. in a way. And it's like certain things we can relate to, mm-hmm. um, like certain struggles we both like we all used to get. Um, but yeah, Illusion Project, Illusion, it was strictly vibes. Like, I loved it. <laughs> Honestly, I loved it. Like, Oh, yeah, that that's proper. That's mad. So, all right. So now you're, you've gone into coaching. You're coaching now. So, what's like, what's kind of like your plan for yourself with coaching? So long term, I definitely want to get into football management. So I'm saying, say twenty years, give myself a bit of time. I definitely want to work in the prem, mm-hmm. uh, manager club in the prem. I think no one's done it, but who's to say I won't do it? I think that's my main thing. Of if I want to do something, I will do it. I think that's similar with my foundation. Cause I think yeah. when I wanted to start my foundation, is a bit like. You're 16 and just like, and even nothing. the name of it, I think. Oh, let me say, so the name, so EOE, it mm. was like, I was basically, I had like a little like uh, mind map, mm-hmm. just thinking about different names. And it was like, realistically, I could have just gone the SWA Alliance Foundation, <laughs> call it a day, because <laughs> it referred and said, everyone's done it, like, why can't I? But I was like, you know what, Fez, mm. but then I was like, mm. but then I said, you know what, I'm going to give myself the credits. I think I worked really hard as in, in, the space of time I had. Yeah. I said, you know what, EOE stands for my initials, but 
effort over environment because that's what an Im- that's what I'm an embodiment of. As yeah. in, I've made the most of my environment and my efforts what pulled me through. Mm. Um, but I can't remember the basic question you asked now because I've gone on. <laughs> no, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Um, no, I was, I was basically I was saying like what, like what's kind of like your plans for coaching, oh, yeah. but then kind of like relating to your foundation. It's like, you know, like oh, you could t- actually tell us about the foundation actually. Okay, <laughs> so uh, EOE Foundation. Um, basically, we are a foundation. Yeah, <laughs> but, but now, um, what do you guys do? So, so like, sh- what, what showcase players. Um, oh, so we've got our Instagram account, um, EOE Foundation on Instagram. Um, we showcase players. I think that's something that's not done enough within mm. the girls' academy system. But at the same time, one lack of representation. Um, seeing girls of color within the academy system within mm-hmm. within the England first team. Um, so that's something I'm really big on and um, creating a safe space so long term for the foundation I do want to have like a youth club type of thing mm-hmm. where girls who do want to kick the ball from inner city boroughs can go to mm-hmm. just because I feel like I never really had that growing up and I feel like what kind of I think Tyron Mills is someone that I definitely would say has also shaped me as a person because um, I think the first time I proper so this is before Lucian Project actually the first time I proper felt at home within a football environment was Chelsea were doing a Women's Day thing mm-hmm. and Tyra I remember Tyra posted on Insta asking if anyone wanted to come and thought you know what might as well <laughs> I remember Tyra was on the only like black was that knew that she kicked ball so mm-hmm. I was like oh right like why not mm-hmm. so um, yeah when I went there I met they were older girls as well mainly from like East London but um, I met them lot and they literally became my family. And I was with them at the Chelsea P- versus PSG game. It was like, oh my gosh, guys, like four years later, <laughs> look at us again like, at Stamford Bridge. So, um, yeah, I think that connection was something I was really big on. I feel yeah. like if every girl from an inner-city borough had that experience, they would fall in love with football the way I did. Um, I think, yeah, I think there's a big lack of support for inner-city inner city girls. Just I think cultural-wise as well, mm-hmm. we're like, they're not really pushed towards it if there's something they want to do. Yeah. So um, I think with my foundation, I'm creating that community um, and get like just engaging them in general, mm. giving them the certain links, getting them in the, the correct environments, as in like networking environments, meeting the right people, meeting like-minded people. Mm. Um, yeah, it's my main main basis for now. Oh, that's amazing. That's it's, you know what's so mad because like I'm looking at myself and then I'm look at, and then I'm like looking at your journey and it's like ten years later and it's like it's still like there's still no sort of um mm. progression or nothing like i remember growing up myself like 15 16 signed signed at charlton 16 and it's like wow there was no one i didn't have no one to talk to there's no one who i could look up to to be fair there were people but like they just they mm, fell out at like 16 or they fell out at 17 because it's like there was no progression to get us through the door yeah. through the actual door of professional quote-unquote yeah. fo- women's football and it's like hearing and hearing you and it's like 10 years later and it's still kind of the same because i look at it like I, i'm 26 and then you being 17 in your eyes and my eyes nothing's changed mm. but the fact that you're trying to make a foundation to actually make that change like i remember seeing like you're posting like a a girl that's like i think was she at fulham or something or she yeah as a hero right Bro, do you think I would I would I would see something like that? No, like, but the fact that you're doing the work, it's kind of like what you know the women's do. We're trying to do ourselves, like, showcase grassroots, showcase people that are actually ballers, but they ain't got no one to show them, showcase for them. Sorry, yeah. because 
like it's, we live in the private areas. There's not there's nothing there's no projects like that for us or or anything. So yeah. no, nah, this is proper, man. I I, I pick it up. Yeah. Up, pop and up. I feel like there's a big jump between grassroots and academy level. Massive. And like the little things from like, for example, training. I think for me, that's not something I could like one to one training goes such a long way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my girls are in the academy system couldn't agree on it. Like one to ones go such a long way. And uh, for me, I never really had that. I think if I had one to one training right now, pff, I'd be a baller. I'll be honest. <laughs> After that operation, I'd be bouncing back. But I was like, you know what, fair. Let's be realistic. If you do want to go down this path, it's gonna take you a lot longer and you don't want it yeah. enough compared to other girls i think realistically i could still kick ball if i wanted to but mm-hmm. i don't want it enough i'd rather do something where i know i want it and i'm gonna do it yeah and i'm gonna say you know what this is the consequence of me working hard rather than just doing it for doing it you know so mad the fact that you say one-to-ones right do you know what like i'd say like my generation kind of have done was like train with boys teams mm. like literally like i used to train with a, a team I don't know if you know, uh, like, a organisation called Levels FC, where, like, basically they, they're they boys from East and they mm. um, get young players and they, young boys, mm. and they get them signed, basically. Okay, so they're, like, yeah, a showcase like on team. Side, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I used to play, t- well, how can I call it? They re- they weren't really a team, but they were a team-ish. Mm. But they were actually send ballers, yeah. But yeah, they were actually yeah, get, get ball that. like the boys, like trials and stuff. And like yeah. there's bare boys that has made it today that I used to train with them when I was like 16, 17. I literally had to play, I had to play football with them. So you can imagine all these massive big boys. But it taught me tech. It taught mm. me to be on the ball. It taught me to stay strong on the ball and whatever not. Mm. But there's no like actual like one to one with a female coach or the one to one with like a coach that kind of like look mm. like me where I can, like, speak to them about how I feel about being in, like, a predominantly white environment and then not trying to change myself. Because I'll be honest with you, every black girl that's in football right now, don't tell me you haven't changed yourself, because you have. Because there's not enough of us in the game to kind of keep ourselves. And if you try to be yourself, then it's it's long, isn't it? It's It's long, long, yeah, it's long, it's long. Yeah, I think, so, like, I think girls... Most of the girls I know that play kickball predominantly from East London. They all play, most of them play mm-hmm. West Ham, and they go to this coach called David. I don't. I think this is, this is like United for football, but I something I think was really like really cool in it. Yeah. Because it's like they're like when I see the West Ham girls, they're just like one big family. So I was even with them at Stamford Bridge the other day, mm-hmm. and it's like when there's one of them, there's like three others, mm-hmm. and it's like they're just good vibes. Are they all that like most of them? Are black? Bl- most of them are black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and they're just strictly good vibes. And mm. it's just like, right, like, it's it's just so, like, it's good to see, honestly. Yeah. And you got Comfort, so she plays West Ham as well. She's goalkeeper. And she also plays for Nigeria. Oh, Which amazing. is like, right, like, you actually play international football. It's like, oh, my gosh, I know an international <laughs> baller. It's like, <laughs> But they're so humble about it. Yeah. And I think that's what I mainly love about the girls that get bored that I know. Mm. No, that's mad. That's crazy. Like, it's proper, yeah, it's proper nice to hear that, like, there's more... Like black girls mm. trying, at least they're trying, and they're mm. not like giving up. And I know they'll get to a point where they want to feel like they give up, but mm. the fact that like people like yourself and like Tyra will kind of be there for yeah. support, basically. So yeah, no, that's proper, man. Like one of my other girls actually, Amy. <laughs> sounds like I'm gonna shout everyone out. <laughs> no, today. shout everyone but out, Amy, man. Amy, oh, she's a real one, honestly. Mm. So I remember when I first met Amy, I met her with Tyra mm. at the Women's Day event, and I didn't know her. Well, clearly, <laughs> I didn't know her. I did basically, I didn't know any girl at Kickball Academy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think she played for Spurs at the time. 
And I remember the first, every time I meet a girl that kicks foot, it's like, right, especially a black girl, it's like, oh, you're trying to go USA to kick yeah. That's just, that's that's just a base conversation. <laughs> and I think Amazon was like, said, so, yeah, like, if it happens, it happens, didn't it? Mm. And I mean, she's gone in September to uni to a kickball in USA. And it's like, rah, it's so rewarding to see where if you put the work in, it will show. Oh, 100%. So yeah, she went uh, Spurs and West Ham and now she's in the States and she came back the other day because it's like Christmas, innit? Mm. But her and Sean, um, Sean I met also through Tyra at Chelsea. Um, and yeah, it's just great to see because it's like, they're, they're just, they're like family to me, obviously, and they're older than me, but I've never felt little yeah. around them as in they talk to me the same way they would talk to their age mates. So yeah. I think that's one thing that played a big part. I think, there's a level of respect within, like, amongst me and my girls. Mm. No, that's proper, man. Now, bigger up, bigger up, bigger <laughs> up. So, so, <coughs> so about your foundation, yeah. So, you showcasing the girls. What is, like, your future prospect, then, of, like, the foundation and, like, showcasing? Like, is there probably something where you probably wouldn't like to, would like to do, like, a documentary? Would you? <laughs> <laughs> So you got our launch event in January, actually, and more details to come. Mm. But launch event is going to be a live Q and A. Mm. Where my panelists are going to be Academy Girls, just because I'm really big on showcasing my showcasing my Academy Girls within the system already. Mm. Um, it'll be more of a conversation than a Q and A. But um, audience predominantly, I'm aiming for grassroots girls and Academy Girls just to get that networking going on, mm. and also industry leads, just because at the end of the day. Football isn't just about playing. You've also got management. You've got scouting. You've got tan. What well, tan? I used to be like scouting. You've got like physiotherapy. Mm-hmm. So there's so much to it. Um, tour. I want regular tournaments. Mm-hmm. I want my regular network. Not regular, but I want my networking events. And then in the long term, long term, definitely, definitely documentary. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I do want to do like showcase matches. Cause I feel like for the boys, there's so many of that. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, yeah, so I think for boys, for example, I think. I've got a friend, he's from like, so like from South, but he gets born Exeter. Mm-hmm. I said that correctly. Exeter. Yeah, Exeter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, and then they get digs to stay at, but girls, correct me if I'm wrong, they don't have that. Yeah. So it limits how much they can play because to be fair, if, if you're from an industry borough, the most you can go to is a London team because you have to live 90 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, like, you can't really play for the team, can you? So you, I think that's a big thing as well. Do you know so mad even as well about like, the teams are in London. Mm. Like, the trading is still far, you know. Like, <laughs> Charlton was in Eltham, mm-hmm. bro, from Stratford to Eltham. Now far mm-hmm. that is. Or, like, West Ham is, like, Beckton. Mm. But if you don't live in East but and you live in South, I know you're going to get to Beckton. Yeah, that Cobham, it's, it's a trek. It's a ball. And if, you, if your parents don't drive you, it's a bit long. So even longer. Yeah. So I think that's another thing where it's, like, for boys, they've got that extra like extra amount of support because mm-hmm. um i think football in london and football outside of london is completely different mm-hmm. in regards to like gameplay so um i think it'll be so much nicer if there was that level of quality mm-hmm. like playing like outside of london and getting the like accommodation to stay at mm-hmm. um so yeah long term that's something i really want to push for mm. okay okay i know like in south like dulwich hamlet, dulwich, hamlet yeah. yeah they're like I think they're all right team. I think they're like in like tier five or something like that, or tier six. Mm. Mm. But that's why I'm just naming teams in South <laughs> that are like oh, that, that that are decent. They're not like professional, but mm. it's still a good level to get you up there, even if you're like 16, 17, 18. Mm. I think most girls I know from South are either got what Fulham, mm. Millwall, Charlton, mm. West Ham. What's the Palace? Oh. Palace. But to be fair, I don't really know too much about Palace girls <laughs> anymore. But I think under 16 is Palace girls, yeah, they yeah. do their thing. 
but now it's I've been seeing like Millwall under 18s. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing the they thing. They do that, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh right, that's mad. So like even so even in within yourself with coaching, like so right mm-hmm. now you're coaching at the is us is us this is us academy. Onside. Onside. Onside, onside sorry. Onside Academy. So talk me through that. Training boys. Is it something you want to train girls as well? Um so I think long term mm. I definitely want to see myself working in an academy system, a men's game. Yeah. Um so I think onside was that like taste of the men's game. Yeah. Uh and it's funny because I was coaching under sixteens at sixteen, so it's a bit like <laughs> I'm just a few I just told me what to do. <laughs> but the thing is oh weren't scary, but it was a bit like, oh gosh, like I think I thought cause basically I knew none of the boys. Oh. And I said I kind of like it that way because mm. it's like if you know that I'm a couple of months older, you'd be like, "Yo, like, what are you doing?" Mm. Like, I'm so big on respect. I think disrespect is something I don't like. Like, mm. it just it just irks me. And then I remember it was one training session. There's this one guy that I know of. Mm. He's a year below me in it, but it's like we both know of each other. And I saw him at the training session. I thought, flip. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought it kind of blows my cover. It's game over. Um, but yeah, there's always been that level of respect for the under 16s, and um, I feel like when I so I went on side before. I started on side in September, mm-hmm. um, and that was before my foundation. And I don't know, while I was coaching boys, I just felt like there was still so much I can and should do within the women's game. Mm. So career-wise, long-term, I definitely, definitely want to stick to the men's game mm-hmm. for a hot sec, as in long-term. But um, I think the women's game, I've got so much to give, so much to help, because at the end of the day, I can't keep saying I want to see change if I don't do nothing myself. Right. So um, I think my foundation's me doing my bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, definitely long term. I definitely see myself working in Prem, um, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I'm there always. <laughs> <laughs> Would but you be like a coach there, like or like head? I wanna, like I wanna coach. go into scouting. I think mm. I was thinking about it recently. I think I definitely wanna go into take a taste into scouting for a bit because on side, like, yeah. um, because they're a showcase team in it. We go around to like other clubs and that. So I remember there was one night we went Chelsea. And I just thought, right, like the feel of it mm. was just so great. And mm. I think being able to actually identify talent and like and like identify other people's potential was such a good feeling. So I feel like Chelsea, I definitely want to go into scouting first. Yeah. And then a couple of years later, definitely go into like management, probably go management like pff, under eighteens or sixteens, whatever. Mm. And then long term, long term. Chelsea yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what it's looking like and it's so wild like to say oh yeah I want to manage Chelsea men's yeah I think Spurs is a team as well it's like because that Spurs quite a bit this year I know it's random I was like training grounds been to the stadium quite a few times this year but um I think facility wise and I feel like the culture around Spurs yeah. I quite like mm-hmm. so I think that's a nice environment not but many Arsenal like that, <laughs> 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 yeah, and that ain't growing on me because do you know what? I grew up supporting Chelsea as well. So I was born in Chelsea, Westminster. Okay, so at heart, it's like, oh yeah, I grew up in Chelsea. Lee Lyons, I hear yeah, it. So it's like, I hear it. Blue is the color in it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, long term, I definitely Chelsea's team, and then I'm ball girl this season as well. Yeah. So every time I sit, yeah, I sit at the side of the pitch, and I think, I like this is gonna be me one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love the manifest. Manifestation. <laughs> one of these words in the English ain't really my thing, but but yeah, no, that's amazing, man. That's proper. Like even just just as how how young you are and like the dreams that you have, like it's proper inspiring, man. Like I love ambitious people, especially in football, because there's not yeah, it's, it's always that conversation of like there's not many of us, but it's so insp- like it's honestly it's amazing, man. I feel like yeah, 
I think my journey's been so much easier having good people around me. For example, our onside, the onside team are literally that family. Mm. Like I'm the youngest there, but it's like they're literally I love it. As yeah. in after training we say we go grab food, it's just strictly good vibes. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alex Alex, yeah, I don't want to name the whole squad yeah. either, <laughs> they're no honestly they're really good people. Mm. Blackie Village. Um I mainly sometimes coach with the under sevens coach. So I do an under seven, under eight session he's made the journey so much easier just because he's been in the game longer than me mm-hmm. um and to be fair i can't do it all by myself so yeah having people like that around me goes such a long way oh that's proper man that's proper okay so do you like having you like questions about like the women's view what like what we do i say what would you say your vision is next 10 years well i'm very like ambitious mm. and i would hope that you see how you've got Barclays Premier League. Yeah, I would love if the women's view had the women's view mm. League One or lim- like w- like l- like women's view will basically handle like EFL football. So it will be mm. like League One, League Two, but for like women's. Women's. Oh. So like you know how like, we got like WSL Premier League, and then we got like National League. Mm. This 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 this. But I would love if the money comes in good that mm. we'll have like the League One, League Two, and conference, uh-huh. and then it will give that professional feeling of women's football. Mm. Cause like right, like right now, like we'll try, you know, to try to do the interviews to make the girls feel like they're um, in that environment. Yeah, exactly. But like, but then you deep oh, like playing mm. that hashtag or playing that like mm. Richmond. Like you're still professional because you're playing for good good clubs, mm. but you're not classed as professional. Yeah, because you're not getting paid like the proper. But yeah, but imagine league league one in men's is professional. League mm. two in men's is professional. Conference in in. Men's football is professional, but like mm. national league is not oh. even like it's not even that existence. You're still like mm. working full time hours, and then you still got to go to train on Tuesday evening, Thursday evening, and play ball on the Saturday. But like our like our kind of like goal is to basically be like the grassroots Sky Sports, and then maybe one day overtake Sky Sports. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see in it, but but. Yeah, now you said that. I, yeah. I was thinking about it. Was it was it last night, two nights ago? But Onside have their live game. Mm-hmm. They've got another one in January. <clears throat> and I think that's something I definitely want for the girls. Because even the feel of it, me being one of the coaches, sitting mm-hmm. in like the little like coaches, I thought, right, like, this is <laughs> nice. Like, just the experience of feeling professional yeah. in the industry you definitely want to go into. Yeah. I think it's great. So I think I do want like a live game type of thing mm-hmm. to showcase the girls as, in, as players. Um, and also the girls getting into coaching, so um, I don't want to give too much away for <laughs> launch event for like it actually happens. But um, I want I'm gonna have a few workshops for like co- like upcoming coaches, mm. and with the end product being a live game, not just like forever, but yeah, having that live game, I think the coaches that will coach will be the girls from the foundation. Mm. The people who want to get into media, they will be part of the foundation. Right, as yeah. in, they will document the whole thing, mm-hmm. photography. They will like it'll be young i think my foundation is for young people by young people that's my partially my main basis of it Mm -hmm. um so i definitely i want to give people that professional feel Mm -hmm. because i think the re one of the main reasons i feel like i've gone yeah 100 i'm definitely staying in the football industry is because i've been in a professional environment so i was at parliament is it september october (laughs) couple weeks back anyway but i thought wow like parliament 16 like and there's that level of respect on top mm. of that as well. Mm-hmm. I thought this is such a great feeling. And if I could give someone else this feeling, I would. Mm-hmm. And I will. So I think that's my main thing with the foundation. I don't oh, know. that's crazy. So, 
So you saying like um, showcase teams, right? Mm. Would you ha- would you set up like your own showcase, like your own showcase team? So, so kind of like what I think within EOE, yeah, I think there will be a showcase. I think long, as you said, like long term, I definitely mm. want to have like teams, yeah, as in my under sevens, eights, nines, tens, etc., etc. Mm. But then that will come with funding eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um, kit as well, yeah. So I'm gonna do like long, not long term, but quite short term. I'm gonna do weekly sessions because yeah. as I said, one to one thing. Um, have the weekly sessions um, and also give out like tops because mm-hmm. kit or something that was mad for me. Um, yep, playing glasses as in <laughs> I'd rock up with what fluxes, jogging bottoms, <laughs> and a flipping, <laughs> not even a dry fit top. It was crazy, like just a hoodie. Mm. It was mad. And sports bra on top of that, I think Nike, figure shout out to Nike because Nike they used to give out free sports bras. I remember it was the Hackney Marshes tournament, I yeah. don't remember it, but that was, uh, that was a crazy one. Um, I felt, yeah, that's another moment where I really felt at home. Yeah. I remember Rachel answered, she DJed, and I was like, like, <laughs> this is football. Like, this is football I signed up to. Um, I remember they gave out free Nike sports bar within, like, the goodie bag. And oh. that was the first time I ever had a proper sports bar. And I was like, bro, the sports bars are mad expensive, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, like, like, nearly 30 pounds. <laughs> it's just stomach. So it's like, you, I would say you need a sports bar playing football, but realistically, yeah. it makes life so much easier. So, um, I think I definitely want to be able to equip girls with that if they yeah. can't afford it. Because realistically, I'll be honest, I can't oh, really afford it. Thirty pounds for sports, bro. Come on. Imagine, <laughs> and then, what you're sixteen, seventeen. How are you supposed to get? That's exa- where's your parents <laughs> gonna get that money from? That's what I'm saying. So it's like mm. giving, uh, like, yeah. So my shirts, yeah, they'll go to the girls. Um, just so every week they do have that sense of belonging, mm. um, and ownership within their career. Mm, that's proper. That's amazing. Do you think you do part time, like? Now that, because obviously, because you're you're actually qualified, mm-hmm. like, would you do like part time in like a women's team? So let's say, like, for example, because obviously we spoke about Fulham quite a lot. So let's say like Fulham, mm. like, came to you, or, or there were an opportunity to coach women's like <laughs> under 16s or something like that, or under eights or whatever. Would uh, would you do that, or I would you stay loyal to the, stay loyal to the soul? <laughs> <laughs> do you know? What I think my problem is I don't like saying no, uh, but. I think I'm very big on just taking opportunities. As in, if an opportunity comes my way, I'll take it. Yeah. If it goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't go the way I want it, fair enough. There's a lesson from it. Um, I definitely, I think, I would. Yeah. I would take it. <laughs> but I think my heart is still for the men's game, yeah. actual coaching. But so when I coach the girls at school, I realise coaching girls and coaching boys are two different things. Mm-hmm. Especially when there's different, le- like different levels of play. So out on side, the boys, they're very much on it. Because mm. um, you have to try to get in. And with my girls at school, it's, it's like you're here to just keep balling it, yeah. just for the fun of it, and just dance, yeah. And my under eights, oh, I love my under eights so <laughs> much, <laughs> so much. I want to sound weird, but they're literally the funniest group of people ever, oh. and uh, their parents are so great as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like even when we lose, it still feels like a win because they're so funny. <laughs> like the ball go in, <laughs> they'll all run to the corner. I stand there, they'll look back and say. I don't want to say the goalkeeper's name. They'll call the goalkeeper's name and like, what are you doing? Like, it's so much. Our goalkeeper will catch the ball and he'll do a dance in mid-game. I'm thinking, what is this kid doing? Like, I've got a great defender as well. Like, mm. he's very physical and I love it. I think he's someone like, my defender is someone I definitely see in the next 10 years wow. academy. In fact, no, next three years academy. He's a great player. Oh. Um, and he's got a brother as well that plays for Palace. So, I think you can definitely tell maybe in genetics where... Yeah. Nep- nepotism yeah <laughs> <laughs> but 
But um, yeah, so my under eights, there's only one girl on my team. So mm. it's five aside and I've got about eight players. But we've got one girl on my team mm. and I don't, I never actually look at it and say, oh my gosh, yeah, I've got one girl on my team. Mm. I was having saying it now, but it's just, it's just so, it's so pure under mm. eight football. And I think I needed that like juxtaposition from like playing all boys to all girls, just having that mixed, mm. like mixed league. But yeah, it's just, it, I, I think, yeah, Mondays helped me fall in love with the game because it's like mm. the basics of it. Like yeah. you have to be so patient. But it comes naturally with them because it's fun, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, with my six, with the sixteens, it's like, and it's more of a challenge for me, mm-hmm. and it's out of my comfort zone. So on it, it's so out of my comfort zone. It's so out of my comfort zone. But I like going out of my comfort zone. And I remember there was one time I had to take the session by myself, and I thought, raw like, <laughs> I got no equipment on me right now, lads. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, who's the fastest? <laughs> I got it lined up. I did a race. I was like, right, like, what next? But I love being out of my comfort zone. Because mm. um, it's like, I feel like I can only learn from it. Mm. Like, and I don't think I have any regrets. Oh, I think going out of my comfort zone. Because it's like, if I didn't do this, I wouldn't know this would happen. I yeah. think so many blessings come from me going out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, oh, that's horrible, man. That's so good. That's so good. Is there, well... Is there like anything else like you kind of want to like tell the people? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, do you know, it sounds like really cocky, but I think being a good person gets you quite a few places. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot of the bonds I've made is from me just being me, being authentically myself. Yeah. I think the word authentic, Deborah Nelson, oh, I love Deborah, <laughs> but she's really hammered that word authenticity mm-hmm. in me mm-hmm. because I remember. It was February and March, and it was FBB's um, event. Mm-hmm. And it was at Spurs, and she's come on the stage dancing. And I thought, what? <laughs> like, it just felt so real. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, she's herself, and mm-hmm. she's getting so much love for being herself. It was like, I can be myself in corporate environments. Yeah. Um, and she's actually one of the people that, not one of the people, she's the person that kind of got the term in the city in yeah. my head because I knew, I knew, like, there are NC girls, but I didn't know what to class them as. Because mm. I think there's a big difference between NC but in the city girls and girls from like suburban areas. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then, like Nezreen Dali, I've said this phrase so many times, but there's a quote from her at a Nike event I went to the other, not the other day, but earlier this year, and it was mm. like, "Be fearless in the pursuit that sets your soul on fire." Mm-hmm. I think that's been my basis of everything I do, as in fearlessness, because at the end of the day, it, it, if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. If it goes right you win mm. um i think i think i want to say i think but i've definitely found a lot of wins in my losses yeah. i wouldn't really class them as losses um but i don't know i feel like it's been great yeah that's I good i feel like it's been great because i think i've worked towards a lot of things i do yeah and like even okay sometimes i forget but my foundation is part of a project so in summer i went on this thing called like fella mm-hmm. fa leadership academy and ways is basically you develop a 12 month um project mm. but i think my foundation that's looking like a lifetime <laughs> but um even there it was a full day residential was it full free day anyway it was a short residential trip mm. and um i ended up giving a speech at the end i was asked to give a speech and it was so nice because i was one of the younger people so it was young as age could be 16 so it was like me and like it was like maybe three other people that were 16 yeah but um yeah i was asked to give a speech at the end and it was like Raw, like I proper feel seen and recognized for mm. being myself. Like I didn't have to go the extra mile. I didn't have to wake up every morning and give 
like everyone like two coffees each like i didn't have to do too much i just have to be myself um and i cry a lot i'm a crier and the thing is i don't see a problem with crying anymore mm. like if i feel emotions i'm gonna cry like if i'm genuine if i feel overly grateful i yeah. will shed a tear because i didn't say it, it's such a nice feeling mm. and yeah i'm a thinker as in i'm one of those people where i say like oh this happens because of this. Mm. Like, everything, like, I feel like all women are thinkers, though. Yeah, and I go, like, oh, everything <laughs> happened in due timing. I'm so big on due timing. I say it so much. I feel like even to me and my friends, we crack jokes because I send so many voice notes in a group chat. And uh, my friend shares that she's like, oh, you need a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I said, you know, I'm going on the podcast. She's like, oh my God. Like, yeah, I think I'm very much, I'm very, I don't know. I think I love myself now. Yeah. I think, because I think I'd love to be friends with myself yeah and i think my younger that's self that's powerful man mm, i think my younger self inspires my older self as yeah. in I, I say it a lot like 16 year old me did bits <laughs> as in 20 like 20 year old me is gonna live back and say right like 16 year old me is the reason i'm who i am today yeah like yeah that's that is mad that you are so mature for your age it's crazy <laughs> me at 16 oh well i was quite much of myself but <laughs> but no nah, like the stuff that you're saying is mad powerful and i feel like anyone that's going to be listening that's even younger are gonna, is going to take in what you're saying and and even people that want to try and well trying to get into ball themselves are going to take into what take in what you're saying and it's like it's proper powerful man thank amazing, you it's amazing oh okay cool i'm gonna tune out everyone have a merry christmas happy new year it's the season finale and we will be back next year we'll be back next year so take it easy rest well and have a lovely end of year see you guys later bye